games present the at some point in the day show with solo welcome back to the show i'm solo and this is the at some point in the day show for monday april 6th i'm going to be talking about cloud gaming because the show now has attendant graphics however with regards to cloud gaming i'll give a brief sort of explanation as to what it is and then give a few companies that exist in the space a few unsolicited observations and speculations and then round it out with whom i think will be the highlander because if you don't get the reference there can only be one and not really there'll be like a half dozen plus that exists in the end but for the sake of content fuck it why not so before i get into that just a quick roll at people like games to handle facebook twitter instagram etc for the socials this show obviously on youtube and whatnot audio version spotify apple podcast and lastly the website and the shop for the good old folks men's and women's merchandise plg.gg check it out it's dope it's worth buying and it's limited edition anyway now without doing much further what is cloud gaming Choop. here we go and a brief layman's definition or analogy for it is that it is hardwareless gaming in the sense that when you want to run a game on your device, you need certain technical requirements to be able to run the game in order for it to work. And if your device does not have that, and I'm using device sort of for computer or console, I guess console isn't really the case here because whatever is released on console can work on a console, but I'll say even mobile phone. Whatever technical specifications your device doesn't have, it can't then run the game. But what then cloud gaming does is instead of using the actual hardware on your computer, it uses the internet to connect to a physical device that exists that has the specifications required, and then it sort of gives you a playback. And so it's like, when you're watching Netflix and you're getting a playback, if that playback was interactive, there would be a lot more technical issues, which is why it's taken a little bit longer for cloud gaming to come about. However, that would be very important because then you would not need to necessarily buy a $2,000 computer to run the newest game. You'd be able to run it just as well from a computer that wasn't as good. I say this from experience. Because I, if you go back to November 2017, my first episode doing this for the People I Game podcast was on cloud gaming. And specifically, it was an interview with the uh, founder and CEO of a company called Parsec Gaming. I'm actually going to touch on them as one of the companies. But the general basis was that I had a MacBook at the time and I wanted to play Overwatch with a couple of friends and since I didn't have a gaming PC I wanted to figure out a way around that and so I was trying to use Parallels which is sort of running a Windows operating system on your Mac but my Mac wasn't powerful enough so I couldn't run the actual Overwatch game. Then I was introduced to Parsec which was the name of the service and the name of the company and it basically allowed you to rent a computer on Amazon Web Services, which I'll get into later. And you could then use that computer to give you a playback with low latency, and then you could play the game. And so if you had the game bought, you could sign in, and boom, you're playing. And so I was able to use a MacBook 2015 to a game just as well as my friends that were 
on gaming PCs. And so that was sort of my introduction to the space and it became something I was really interested in. A few months after that, I was introduced to the NVIDIA GeForce Now beta and that was just seamless from the get-go. But as I've covered on this show for the past couple of weeks as well, they've been hammered as they've gone out of beta and into a pub, you know, purchasable service. So. Now that you know what cloud gaming is, more or less, just renting something that can use it and then playing that back, what companies exist? So NVIDIA GeForce is one of the top ones to me. However, they've gotten hammered. So when they were in beta, they had every single game that existed, regardless of where you purchased it, you could play it on there. When they came out of private beta and went into sort of public access, then they suddenly got hammered. Activision Blizzard took their games out, 2K Games, Rockstar, basically everyone minus Epic Games and Ubisoft, but these are included. Bethesda, shout out Lilo. And what that sort of led to was NVIDIA GeForce Now is sort of reeling. It is the best technology in terms of direct streaming. However, it's not going to be able to do much because it doesn't have access to the game's licensing or any sort of agreement deals to be able to stream on them. So now you have a great service, but you don't have any of the games that you own to be able to play on them. Now you also have Google Stadia, which was released a couple of months ago to a very rocky release. I'm sure that was their sort of public beta version of it, which for a company their size, there was no reason to do that. I'm sure they could have sat back and sort of in made a better product and then released it and sort of stormed the market and sort of instead of being sort of a running creeping joke but um after stadia then you have playstation now which is the oldest but it is not very good doesn't have really great selection so it's on the come up i'm sure playstation's going to be putting a lot more resources into it what with the next generation console wars for that is getting started by our next company here xCloud, which is the Microsoft one. It is only in preview mode, so unless you've been invited to access it, you can't try it just yet, but Microsoft more or less betting their entire future on the ability to access their games through the Game Pass subscription model on any device. So if you wanted to play Halo on your phone, your phone can't technically run it based on what is internally in it, but if it used the internet to connect to a device that could and it just played it, you see what I keep saying? That is really huge for access to games that people have wanted, but have not been by means of access to maybe hardware rather than funds have been in a, unable to get in their hands. This potentially solves that. <clears throat> But Google Stadia, again, is suffering because they have to go through the slow crawl process of now developing their own first party IP to try to get it going. That flies in the face of someone like Microsoft, which has been around that has all these years, they've spent the last maybe year plus two years just acquiring first party studios to be able to release all these games on its own service, which is why Phil Spencer this guy here said that he wanted to basically or figured they were competing with Amazon and Google now because they're moving to, this, to the streaming space. So you have those as the sort of major players for now that exist from the, the larger company. 
I want to say the Nintendo Switch more or less can technically be argued that it's a cloud gaming service just because of its portability and because of its IP list and because of the amount of cool games that are on it and you can take it anywhere. Isn't that what cloud gaming is? And so, I don't know, it's a technicality, but for semantic sake, I'm going to leave it out, but it has its sake, Even but the internet on it sucks, so that sort of defeats the purpose on that one. Next up, there's sort of the smaller entities that have been growing homegrown. One is called Vortex. They're interesting because you can run that on mobile as well. Another one is called Shadow. That's low latency, very high quality. You can find all of these on their websites. Excuse me. And then you have Parsec, which was the one that I ended up speaking to the founder of for our first episode. Uh, his name is Benjamin Boxer. And it's a super cool service, way ahead of its time in terms of technology as well. And what was what's interesting about them is that what they do is they allow you to pay a flat rate, sort of like a computer cafe. When you go, you pay a certain amount of money for a certain amount of time for access to the internet. So what they do is instead, they're pre-configured computers that you can rent on Amazon Web Services, which if you don't know what Amazon Web Services is, just swing back to Saturday's episode, which is, is sort of a build upon and sort of inspired this topic. And what Amazon Web Services does allows you to rent physical computers and database space, and you could basically, it's server space. And so if you want to play a game and you don't know how to do any of these configurations and all these setups, they basically created a system, like a interface in between that you go to them, they're like here, and that you're here, you're the gamer here, and then this is them, and you rent them, and then they go to the computer because to go around, you need an interface that can sort of be the middleman for that. Very interesting topic. Now, they're super cool. They're, I'm sure, going to be a major player, but I think they're going to be purchased by Amazon, who I mentioned on Saturday are working on their own cloud gaming service called Amazon, uh, or it's codenamed Project Tempo. The reason I mention it, aside from the fact that they've been developing their own first-party games as well, majority MMO games, and they're working on interactive, like, party games between streamers and uh, users and listeners, which Amazon owns Twitch, by the way. And so the reason all this circles around is that Amazon is very important in this phrase because now that they're throwing in, and obviously their release is going to be delayed to 2021, what with all the shits that is happening around, uh, what that sort of ends up becoming is that they have entered different spaces and like I said, mastered complexity very well. By going into Amazon Web Services, which is what they own, they have all of the physical infrastructure that these other services are sort of using to rent. Now, if all of a sudden Amazon launches their own version, they could build on that mod. It's basically built into their mod. It's theirs. They make a lot of money from Amazon Web Services. Which is why I thought Google Stadia would have been really competitive if they played it out because of the reach of their Google's infrastructure and database infrastructure. But you got to know games, which is what Amazon has spent the past couple of years not jumping directly in, but spending its time developing something on the back end to just sort of jump in. I'm a big fan of Bezos. Bezos doesn't really miss. And now that gaming is arguably going to be the next sort of growing 
industry in the next two, three years because of everything that's happened with the shits that uh, is happening around. Uh, I think it's about time Amazon starts selling their, their money in. It's interesting because they have every advantage and what differentiates all these companies is going to be their ability to get access to the titles. The access to the titles is what I've argued is the issue with these companies. So look at what happened to NVIDIA GeForce. If you don't have the licensing or the deals, you can just get screwed regardless of what your technology is. It could be the greatest thing in the world, but if you can't get that deal, shit, well, tough shit. Now, what with a limited amount of content that exists with the publishers being sort of stacked up in turn to maybe half a dozen maybe that exist, relationships are going to be the, the sort of debating point here. There's going to be an exclusivity thing, obviously, which was like, I think there's a Call of Duty coming out that will be on PlayStation for a month before it goes to Xbox. That's the future of gaming. So and eventually every single one of these streaming uh, platforms or cloud gaming platforms will have access to the games, but they'll be after a certain amount of time period. Uh, and then other ones will get exclusive windows for new releases and other ones will yada 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 until it ends up sort of flattening but that's a long time away I personally think that the industry is going to very quickly in terms of cloud gaming be taken over by Amazon that's a project tempo what combined with Amazon Web Services which is why I made sort of mentioned the Parsec ability to rent the pre-configured computers on there. If you're the one who owns the pre-configured computers and suddenly you want to service, you either buy that company or you say, eh, I don't really want anyone to rent pre-configured computers for a gaming cloud streaming service. I don't know if that's monopolistic, but if they haven't stopped Amazon yet, I don't think any legislation will pop up suddenly because they decide to strong arm smaller cloud gaming services so they have this resources and as we can see right now in society are the sort of primary structure if they added that amazon studios amazon prime video is wonderful they're in books as well obviously they're in books but like videos and studios are two great products and original content as well if they make that same push into gaming i would be nervous uh and so while xCloud is sort of the potential future runner, I think PlayStation or Sony ends up partnering or purchasing NVIDIA GeForce just to get their technology into uh, Sony's IP catalog or gaming catalog. The Google Stadia ends up folding at some point and Project Tempo, whatever it ends up being called, ends up being a runner, a real big runner real quickly. Uh, by providing something interesting, which I don't know what it'll be, but if I come to think of it, I'll throw it out here as an additional speculation. But anyway, that's all I got. I've run 15. Don't want to make these too long. The socials, like I said, at people at games. As always, thank you for listening. Tomorrow, E3 talk. So come through probably same-ish time. And um, thank you for listening. You and I get out of here. Bean. Peace.